appreciate Brother Samford and appreciate our evangelists, the price they're willing to pay to travel this country across these lands to leave their families. And they're, not, they're not guaranteed a paychecks. There ain't too many contractors and, uh, you know, workers that around here. The first thing you're going to ask when you, you know, get ready to go to a job is, what's it paying? You know, now they got all other kind of things, benefits and per diem and all that good stuff. And I ain't getting none of that. I hope y'all make a million a year. As long as you can handle it and go to heaven. If you can't do that, I hope you stay with minimum wage. <laughs> Praise God. I'd rather you make minimum wage and go to heaven <laughs> than make a million, amen, and wind up in hell. Praise God. Amen. Brother, I promise you, we'll pay you somewhere between minimum wage and a million dollars, though. <laughs> Probably a lot closer to the minimum wage than the minimum million dollars. <laughs> but we love Brother Sanford. Appreciate him. Appreciate the evangelist altogether. I want him to come. He knows he has liberty in this pulpit. Let's give him a good Ben this pulpit again this morning. God bless you, Elder. Appreciate you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Technical difficulties. Amen. But there's no difficulties in the spirit today. There is a divine flow of tremendous expectation among the people of God. How many just come expecting? He said, be it unto you according to your faith, or be it unto you according to your expectation. In other words, your outlook. I'm convinced that our outlook determines the outcome many times. And, uh, I enjoy that good singing. I thought Brother Troy could hit the high note. I'm a little disappointed. But it is what it is. God help him. Bless his heart. No, it was tremendous. He hit that high note. Now that's good singing. That's quality. High octane. I got to thinking if I could just preach 20% that good, as good as he's singing, we'll be all right. And uh, he's a preacher too. Brother Moore. So they're going to sing one more, and he starts preaching. But I believe he was in the Holy Ghost. We've already heard many sermons, and only many in duration and longevity because it was short, and yet it's timeless what has been spoken already by Brother Troy and Brother Moore. I'm turning to the book of Psalms 126 you're standing 
It's an honor to be back at Bendale and among friends. Appreciate Brother and Sister Moore, their family, this church family. You've been so kind through the years. And I uh, want you to know we love and appreciate you. It's good to see my friend, Brother Bruce, here today and his son. And I uh, appreciate them visiting today. Psalms 126 and verse 1, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, they said it seemed almost too good to be true. It was so unbelievable that we thought we were dreaming, but it wasn't a dream. And when reality set in, the magnitude of the moment that had been released to us, our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. In other words, they began to celebrate God turning it around. I believe before we adjourn today, there's going to be cause to celebrate. There's going to be a season of rejoicing that's going to move into this house, but not just into this house, someone's heart. Because I am convinced the Lord is about to turn it around. That may be elementary and juvenile for some, and it's simplistic, and yet I'd like to borrow the words from the Word of God. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, and I want to just preach to you tonight or today about when the Lord turns it around. If you'll notice, I didn't say if. Maybe. I hope so. It's possible. It's probable. No, when the Lord. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. How can you be so confident and so sure? Because God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should repent. He said, well, I'll not speak it and then do it. If you believe there's a turnaround with your name on it, praise him before you're seated. I feel the prophetic in the house. I feel a Holy Ghost direction moving in. There's some burdens that's about to be lifted. Chains and shackles that's about to be broken. Bondage that's about to be eradicated. Because the Lord of the turnaround is in the house. God bless you. You may be seated. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, we are introduced to the beginning. And it was in the beginning, everybody say the beginning, that God created heaven and earth. Now, the connotations for the word create means the activity of God. It refers to God's exclusive ability to bring into existence something out of nothing. God's creative power is undeniable, impeccable, it's flawless. At creation, 
It's interesting to note that God's turnaround nature was on display. When He spoke words that turned darkness into light. And filled emptiness with fruitfulness. His turnaround power, I believe, brought order into the chaos. He is the God of the turnaround. And somebody say amen. When we understand that in Him there is no variableness, and yet neither shadow of turning, meaning that what God is, the essence of who and what He is, can never deviate, it can never change, it can never be transformed, it can never be altered. When we understand that dynamic about God, we must also understand that God has the ability to transform, to change, to alter. In other words, to turn things around. Because He is the God of the turnaround. And yes, He can, I believe, give light where there has been darkness. And He can bring order to chaotic situations. He can transform nothing and create something. In other words, everything. Because God has the preeminence over all things. Everybody say all things. Why? Because He is the creator of all things. He upholds all things by the word of His power. Now we know that He existed before time. Before there was an atom, before there was a molecule, before there was light, before there was motion, He was. And He is. Before there was matter, before there was mass, He is. He was. God who was before time, created time. And everything that's in time. And when time is no more and eternity begins. God who was before time and in time and after time will continue to be the preeminent one. The only wise God. He will continue to be who and what He is. And because of who He is, I want to preach today that your situation is not irreversible. Nothing is final yet. God can still turn it around. I have great confidence in the turnaround ability of our God. Because we got through singing about it earlier. There is no one like Him. Can I remind us that He is without limitation. And He cannot be emulated. There really is nobody like Him. I just got to go ahead and say it. There's nobody like Jesus. If you believe that your situation still holds a tremendous potential and possibility for a God who transcends time and eternity, for that same God to step into that dilemma and turn it around and produce a deliverance, I wish somebody would lift their voice like a trumpet. I am begging today for audience participation, and yet I'm not preaching for your response, and yet this message, the word, has to be mixed with faith and with an uncanny expectation that says God said it, I believe it, and it's about to turn around. From Genesis to Revelation, in fact, all throughout the Bible, it is undeniable, it is saturated, it's inundated with precious and powerful and priceless Situations that I would like to call turnarounds. It's filled with one turnaround story after another. 
In other words, a defeat that transitions to victory. A calamity that transitions to hope and tremendous promise. And every turnaround that is recorded in the Bible, in other words, the activity of God on display, His turnaround nature at work, it's undeniable who among us would contest or dispute the fact that God still gives beauty for ashes. That's a turnaround. And of all the turnaround stories or all the victory success stories in the Bible, I suppose my favorite still remains Job 42 and 10. Truly one of the greatest stories of victory and triumphs. In fact, it's one of the greatest turnaround stories in all of human history. When it says, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job. If there's one word the devil fears today, it's the word turn. Because there are some calamities that's about to turn. I like in the New Testament when the disciples were encountering a fierce storm. And they were afraid out of their mind. The Bible says that Jesus spoke to the storm. And He said, peace be still. And the scripture records that the storm turned and there was a calm. There is a word that strikes fear in the terror, fear and terror in the enemy's camp today, and it's the word turnaround. Because God is looking at some raging storms that rest, that dominate, that plague many of you today. And he's about to speak a turnaround. And where there was a raging tempest, now there is a calm. If you believe that God is the turnaround God for you today, that there's some storms that's about to change directions. In fact, not just change directions, but God is about to silence the storm. It's about to be eliminated and evaporated by one word from the Lord. Now I'm going to preach a little bit and faith is going to rise to a crescendo and somebody's going to leave today with a miracle. Somebody's going to leave riding the waves of a divine turnaround. The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Verse 16, watch this. And after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons. Even four generations. It just continues to escalate and gets better. Verse 17, so Job died being old and full of days. Job died fulfilled. So here's a point today. There is life after the storm. There's some living to do after the trial. There's still some victories to win. Some divine encounters to enjoy. After the storm has turned around. I want to tell somebody today that's in the storm of their life. After a while. It came not to last, but it came to pass. And in just a little while, you're going to step into a reality called after a while. You're going to look back to where God brought you from and what he brought you through. God turning it around just for you. He died old, yes, but he died fulfilled. God told Israel, Behold, I will do a new thing. 
Watch this. Now it shall spring forth. He said now. Say it with me now. So we're going to eliminate the after a while. We're beyond that. We're on the other side of that situation. And God is speaking to this church now. God is doing something now. The turnaround has begun now. Not tonight, not tomorrow, not next week, but something has pivoted. Something has turned. Something has changed. Oh, has changed directions. It was going one way, but now God has got involved and it's turned completely around. It's done a 180 degree turn and now it's moving toward victory and deliverance, an answered prayer, an open door, a mountain moved a sickness healed now he said the Lord will do a new thing not after a while not at some future date but now the Lord is doing a new thing look at somebody say God's doing something new in my life sis when you were praying trying to preach but I can't help it the Lord spoke to me and said there has been a barrage of attacks throughout your life Amen. Has come against you in every way to pull you down and to pull you under. And there's always cause for concern and anxiety and worry. But the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, I'm about to lift her to a higher plateau. That the rest of her days, you're not going to be plagued with fear and worry and anxiety. That God is about to release to you a season of peace. And victory. Hear the Holy Ghost today. I wish somebody believed it with her. I wish somebody would rejoice with her. A lot of little foxes always chewing around the vine. Trying to influence. Trying to distract. Trying to tear you down. But the Holy Ghost said I'm against it. And after today there will be no more. God is turning your life around. He said, I'll do a new thing now. So God is doing something now. You can be seated. The turnaround is beginning now. And he said, it shall spring forth now. And you will know it. And he said, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'm preaching when God turns it around. That's not just being positive and upbeat. That's not just a faith quotation. But I'm convinced that it is a foregone conclusion. Victory is here. I didn't say it's coming. It's already on location. It is already parked beside you. He's already standing next to you. Oh, it wasn't a coincidence you said what you did. Paul said, I'm going to go on record that God is getting ready to turn this around. Because there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord. And he said, if we'll just stay together, there's a turnaround coming. We're not going to die, but we're going to live. We're going to have a praise report in the coming days. That when it looked hopeless, when it looked impossible, God in his divine ingenuity stepped in and turned it around. Did he turn it around? Yes, he did. So deliverance is here. In fact, your breakthrough is already here. 
in the Spirit and hear me today. There are some unique situations, paramount situations that I believe have already changed direction. You say, but my situation is precarious. It's unique. It's different. You just don't understand. Yes, I think I do understand. You qualify for a turnaround. See, it's been trending one way, but now it's beginning to turn the other way. Moving in a complete different direction. It's called a turnaround and it has your name on it. Now, I'm not preaching to people that's perched on top of some spiritual summit and you're on the mountain and, and you've got plenty of money and your health is good and your kids are acting civil and everything is calm, cool, and collecting your life. I, I'm not preaching to you. I'm just going to kind of tune you out. I don't really know if anybody's here that like that, but, but I've come to preach to somebody that's in a world of hurt, somebody that's in a valley of despondency, somebody that's going through the most devastating trial of your life and it seems like the enemy is pulling at you in every direction but I've come to tell you you're not going to go this way God says I've got a brand new path laid out just for you you're going to rise above the storm I'm going to lead you beside steel waters I'm going to anoint your head with oil your cup's about to run over because there is a turnaround with your name on it what the enemy meant for evil, God said, I'm going to step into that and I'm going to turn it and make it work for your good. I wish somebody would praise him because I'm preaching to you. Don't you think for one moment it's for somebody else. There are some situations that's getting ready to radically change. The moment of truth has arrived and the countdown is on. There's a song that says it well. You can be seated if you like. There's a miracle in the making. One just for you. The Father is working even. You know, we get involved and we all sing that together and we get excited about it. I wish we'd get the same response when it's preached. Start singing that song, folks will make laps because apparently they just get caught up in the emotion. God's working it out. Who's he working it for? I don't know. I'm just running. I'm just shouting. Because everybody, I don't want to look bad if I sit. But what's going to happen when somebody takes this to heart and says, that's my word today. That there is a miracle in the making. One just for me. The Father is working it even now. Because my prayer has been heard. And the answer is on the way. There's a miracle in the making for me today. Can I tell somebody that problems are going to have to take a back seat to a promise fulfilled. God has already spoken in times past that He's got this. He's working it out. It's going to be alright. You just hold on. You endure. You persevere. After a while... The turnaround is coming. I wish somebody believed it's happening. It is a done deal. I wish somebody would act like we're singing it today and respond to this. You don't know walls of impossibility that start crumbling when you physically get involved and connect with the word that is spoken. 
I feel a massive turnaround coming for somebody. You can be seated. Definition of a turnaround. Oh, I know what a turnaround is, preacher. I'm sure you do. It's an abrupt or unexpected change. <laughs> Especially one that results in a more favorable condition. It says an abrupt, unexpected change. Not for the worse, but for the better. It means instantly, suddenly, quickly. Everything pivots, everything turns, everything changes. It's not just altered or improved, but there's a complete facelift, if you will, a complete change. Nothing about it looks the same, feels the same, because it's not the same. I was low in spirit, preacher, but now I feel like I'm in high cotton. That's a turnaround. Well, I don't feel good in my body five minutes ago, but now I feel like running. I feel like shouting. I feel like testifying. I feel like preaching. I feel like singing. Why? That's a turnaround. Something has happened inwardly. I'm not preaching for your response, really. But we need to respond. When God turns it around, I want you to take this to heart today. The message will speak a strong contradiction to prevailing circumstances. That changes are indeed on the way. I know it's a faith. The message is a message of hope and promise because it's true. Amen. If you want to stay where you are, more power to you. If you want to learn how to manage and deal with those emotions and habits and addictions and, and failures, then more power to you. But there's some of us in here that there is an upward pull that we are about to respond to. That God is leading us to higher heights and deeper depths. That we're ready to elevate to a brand new dimension of spirituality and power and apostolic authority. That we look at situations and say, this is unacceptable. This, I refuse to accept this. I'm going to speak a contradiction. I'm going to draw a line in the sand. Because I'm ready to contradict present situations with an expectation and a declaration that says, but this too shall pass. I'm weak, but I'm about to be made strong. I've been a failure preacher, but God is about to release to me a victory that will stabilize me the rest of my life and no more of this up and down and in and out stuff but a turnaround that's right anybody ready to speak a strong contradiction to what's going on in your life right now that seems to be permanent and final David put it like this the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers him from all their trouble he said they cry out and the Lord hears them and he delivers them from all of their troubles. A few weeks ago I was in a service and as I go to the pulpit to preach I look in the very back there's a lady there with a scarf on her head and it's obvious that this lady was battling cancer and, and she was taking treatments and at the end of the service we gathered around her and started praying as I laid hands on her don't always feel this I want to feel it but I don't always feel it I felt healing go forth I felt, if I've ever felt in all of my life, that God was working a miracle of healing in her life. And I didn't even know all of the details. I just assumed she's probably battling, battling cancer. And I was told after service that she has a large malignant tumor 
And she has cancer and it's not looking good. And she's taking treatments. And, uh, but but she, she got on uh, the internet, I think Facebook or something, and, and she testified. She said, I went to church tonight, got prayed for, and she said, I believe that God healed me tonight. Now say what you will about social media. That's one of the good things about social media. Amen? She said, I felt something I've never felt before. I, be I was feeling it too, but I'd felt it before and I knew that God was turning it around. Just like I feel today for some folks in here, the devil has brought you low. You're hanging by a thread. You're just about exhausted. You're running on empty. But God is about to fill your tank to an overflow. And there is a turnaround coming. She went to the doctor the next day, said, run some more tests doctor come in there and he said the tumor was this size but now I can only find just a little small tumor a few days ago the pastor texted me and he said got a praise report she went back to the doctor and the doctor says I can't find the tumor run all kind of tests no cancer in her blood her bones cancer free that's a turnaround that's a miracle. That's what I'm preaching. It's not heresy. It's not ludicrous. It's not absurd. It's not silly, wasted, misdirected faith and hope. I'm telling you, there's a turnaround power in this house today. You don't have to leave the way that you came. You don't have to leave sick. You can leave well. You don't have to leave bound. You can leave free. There's turnaround power in this house. Can I preach a few more minutes? If I had good sense, I'd quit while I'm ahead. While it's on a high, but I don't have good sense because it's not about my mind, it's about the mind of Christ. Jericho was shut up. No one was permitted to leave. No one was allowed to go to Jericho because they had shut their gates. They made it glaringly obvious to the people of God, you're not wanted here. You're not welcome. And the word of the Lord was given as a very unusual battle plan. A strategy never had been implemented before like that. Just march around the city for one day on the seventh day, seven times around. whole lot of marching. Well, for all you superstitious people, black cats running under ladders and full moons and Halloween and this and that and the other, Six days, one time, that's six. Seventh time on the seventh day is seven. Seven plus six is 13. Oh, that's an unlucky number. Try telling that to Israel. It depends on what you believe. Where your mind is. Hello? God can take a superstitious number that some people want to get as far away from as possible. And God said, I can still use that because the last time I checked, I have creative power. And I have a nature about me that can turn things around. It doesn't matter if it's number 13 or if it's the number of completion. Seven, God can take two or three, not a house full, and He can show up. He said, I'll be right in the 
middle of it all and people will begin to experience a turnaround. If it's two or three hundred, wonderful. Or it can be just two or three. It's according to your faith. And they're marching. And while they are marching, there's a miracle in the making. While they are marching, God is getting ready to turn it around. And when the priests blew the trumpets and the people shouted with a great shout. See, there's, there's, there's praise that will turn it around. It's called a great shout. It's that high praise dimension. There are prayers that can turn things around. When Job prayed for his friends, everything turned around. It's time that we start praising in such a way that will let God turn things around. It's time that we pray prayers that will turn things around. And when they marched around... The walls didn't go this way or this way. They fell flat. The ground just opened up and the walls fell and disappeared. One moment, the walls were seemingly impregnable. You could not penetrate the defense of the citizens and the military might of Jericho. But when they obeyed God, whether they understood it or not, as they were marching, God was turning it around. And what was there one moment disappeared the next. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now and I'm going to tell somebody that after this morning, the nuisance, the problem will disappear. Some of you are hesitant to buy into that, to connect with that. Hello? What would it take for you to believe that statement is about you? Would it take some big name Prima donna preacher? Hello? Somebody that's... Would, would it have to be your pastor? Only? I'm telling somebody, if I be a man of God, there are radical changes being released into that situation even right now. I don't care if I ever hear about it. That's all right. You'll know it. Because he said, now, now, I'm doing a new thing. And you will know that I can create streams in desert places. I can make crooked places straight. You will know. Amen. And suddenly God turned it around. That's why the scripture says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. While you are praising Him, something is happening in the spirit realm. God is turning it around. Simon Peter is in prison awaiting execution. And when the angel shows up, he has to wake the dude up. How many of you could be sleeping like a baby? Well, I know, we're, you know we, we say that, but it's like the man said, I've been sleeping like a baby. I wake up every three hours crying. But how many of you could really be so at ease and just come to terms with everything going on and what's about to happen come morning? They're going to separate your head from the rest of your body. And you could be sound asleep. See, Simon lived with a word, a revelation. You say, but prayer was being made on his behalf. I understand that. But I don't know if it was the prayer that got him out or if it was his destiny. I think it was his destiny. Because when, when, you know, 
Simon shows up and knocks on the door. Rhoda comes to the door and reports back to the prayer meeting committee at Simon Peter. said, oh, it can't be him. He's in prison. And I've said it before, but God was wanting to interrupt the prayer meeting with a miracle. The miracle was already outside the door knocking while they are snotting and crying and boohooing and travailing and interceding. The miracle had already manifest. So I've come to tell you the miracle is about to show up ahead of your schedule. The miracle is knocking on your door. Now the turnaround is in play. He had to wake him up. He thought he was dreaming too. He thought it was a vision. He's sound asleep. You know why he could be asleep knowing he was about to die? It's because he knew he wasn't about to die. Because the Lord had told him some time ago, when you're old, he said, right now you're a young man. I don't know how old Simon was. Maybe middle age. I don't know. But anyway, he was not an old man. He's not ready for the convalescent. He's not ready to draw Social Security. Hello? And he said, the Lord spoke to me and said, when I'm old. And see, here's what the Lord meant. He said, right now, Simon, you pretty well come and go as you please. You do your own thing. You pretty well control self. But he said, when thou art old, another spirit is going to girt thee. Another spirit's going to take control of you. And you're going to go where you would not. And it was speaking of his, re- his death, his crucifixion, his death. And he said, well, I'm not an old man, so I'm going to die, but not in the morning. So since he neither sleeps nor slumbers, I might as well get some shut-eye. I, now, th- th- we laugh about that, but I wish I could get a hold of that kind of faith and confidence and remind myself of the word of the Lord that He will never leave me nor forsake me. He will not put more on us than what we're able to bear. No evil thing will come nigh our dwelling because He has given us hinds feet. He's given God's people, has been given a unique ability to navigate the minefields of life and to stand and walk around in slippery places that otherwise we would slip and fall and meet devastation. But God has given us the ability to stand having done all to stand. That's a turnaround. What a turnaround it was. I'm hurrying. Trying to make that million dollars. I'm moving away from minimum wage. I'm trending in the right direction. God's got a turnaround. Hello? Somebody said, you got some of that crazy faith. Hello, you just admitted that you don't. There may be somebody here walk up to me and write me a check for a million dollars. It's probably here. Can I confess? I ain't really expecting it. But you never know. You want the tithes? He can do the math real quick. 10%, $100,000. That'll go a long way, won't it? Smoky Mountains, here they go. Go to the Rockies, my God. Just get, I'm, I'm playing on you right now, but I'm, I want you to know. See, it'd be fine, but that's not my priority right now. My priority has something of more value and significance. 
And it's called joy that's unspeakable. It's called peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. It's called having done all to stand. You keep standing. You weather the storm. You persevere. And whatever God leads us to, He takes us through. That's what I'm asking for. That's what I'm standing and believing God for. It's far more valuable than monetary gain. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Amen. And the word of the Lord came unto Hezekiah. You're going to die. God can change his mind. There are prayers that can change the mind of God. There are prayers that can be prayed that God said, you know what? I was just going to kind of stand on the sideline and just let it take its course. But, but the way they're praying and the tears, they're, they're crying. I can't just stand here. I've got to respond to the cries of my people. And he got involved with Hezekiah's prayers. And the word of the Lord came back to him the second time and said, the Lord has added 15 years to your life. When he started praying, God started thinking about a turnaround. And God turned it around and added 15 years to his life. There was no way that nothing in this world could take him out. Because he had a word. 15 years. Later on, somebody could have said, well, I was watching Hezekiah cross the road and some horse and buggy run him over. And he's laying there in the street. And somebody looked and said, I thought he had a word from the Lord. I thought he had 15 years. I think that was a year ago he got his word. And he's supposed to have 14 more years. Somebody said, uh, uh, don't judge anything before the time. J just hold on. After a while, something's going to happen. Somebody said, I think he just started breathing. He set up, then he gets up, brushes himself off, and crosses the road because he had a war. I don't know that that happened, but had it happened, honey, he wasn't going to succumb to those injuries. He was going to live because God said 15 years. He's going to see the 15 years through. The turnaround was not some short-lived vanishing victory here one moment and gone. What God is about to release them, folks, in this house, it's not just going to carry you for a few days or a few weeks for a few months, but it's going to be so impacting in your life that it's going to change the rest of your days, the rest of your life. You're going to ride that wave of Holy Ghost power and victory and anointing where there has been weaknesses and deficiencies God is about to heal you and he's going to lift you to a higher plateau of spiritual victory there's some turnarounds in this service I looked on the platform this morning when I got here and I saw a turnaround Woo! Because the last time I was here, she sat back there. Not embarrassing her. I'm just talking about a turnaround. The turnaround. And I wasn't even here. Because God don't need me to bless you to move in your life. I'm glad to be here today and witness. And I thought I couldn't be preaching a better message because what I'm preaching, we're seeing the results of it that has been preached before these preachers and other preachers and what I'm going to preach today there is proof, there is evidence that God turns people's lives around and puts them back on the right path three and a half years of no rain 
But Elijah said, I hear a turnaround, I think. <laughs> I hear the sound of abundance of rain. This ain't going to be no little minor miracle. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Get ready. God is about to release, can I say it, a humdinger. Monstrosity, mammoth, para. Get ready. What God is up to is not going to be anything that you can sneeze at or take lightly. He was announcing there is a sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of a turnaround that's moving in our direction. It's coming from another world and it's about to make an entry into my world. Can I tell you there's miracles? Take somebody by the hand and lift it right now and say God is about to release the miracle into your world the thief on the cross is about to die he's about to step into an endless Christless eternity but he prayed a prayer one little prayer remember me when you come into your kingdom and that prayer changed it all. He was given a turnaround. It's an address change notification. He was headed to hell, but the Lord said, Today you're going to be with me in paradise. Never underestimate the power of one little talk with Jesus. The song says that just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. And he got the turnaround of his life. Amen. You ever thought about the shepherd boy David? I mean, he's a nobody, an unknown, on the backside of nowhere doing a job that nobody wanted to do. He goes from that to being front page news. Known all over Israel as the little shepherd boy who killed the giant called Goliath. What a turnaround. It really can change overnight. And it doesn't take that long. Somewhere between good night and good morning. Because they mix prayer and praise together. God started tapping his toe. The foundations begin to shake. And they were set free. You talk about a turnaround. You want your children free? Why don't you get free? You want your children to be excited about God and church? Why don't you find a new found energy and strength and joy about the Lord? Well, I know that's being ugly. I, I'm so, no, I'm not sorry. It's the truth. It's time to believe God for the turnaround. If I started telling stories, we'd be here too long. But I'm telling somebody right now, God's writing your story. God's about to add a brand new chapter to the story of your life. The life that we live is a book, and it's being written. But I got news for you. Never put a period where the Holy Ghost places a comma. It's not over. Comma. There's a turnaround coming. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, comma, but the Lord turns it around. The Lord delivers him out of them all. When the enemy shall come in as a flood, comma, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. One preacher put it like this. He said, move the comma this way. 
When the enemy shall come in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. What God is getting ready to release is going to be so overwhelming that the enemy will be powerless to stop it. They said, you brought us to the wrong place. This time of the year, the banks are overflowing. The rivers are flooded. This is not a good time or a good place to cross. But God brought them to the end of themselves. Mountains bordered on both sides. Pharaoh behind them. The Red Sea in front of them. But God made a highway there. God turned it around. Stand with me today as the musicians come. I've preached long enough. When God turns it around. Mm. Young man told his pastor father, I'm leaving. I'm not coming back, moving out. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't believe this. don't want to be a part of this. And he left. But as I was preaching that night at the pastor before the service told me what had happened, Holy Ghost moved on me. And I looked at his wife and I looked at him and I said, God's about to do a quick work. I said, don't worry about your son. I said, you prayed, you fasted, you cried, but God's got this. I said, in a very short time, God's going to turn it around. Because God's going to turn him around. The next night, we're getting ready to start church. The back door opens. Brian walks in. Pastor looked at me and said, my God, that's a quick work. He said, we haven't talked since several days ago when he moved out. He said he wouldn't be back to church. He was in the altar that night. And in just a few nights received the Holy Ghost and was baptized. And he comes up to his pop and said, now dad that I'm back in church, can I move back in? I feel a mooching spirit. Be a leech. God changed his dreams, his aspirations, his heart, his ideas changed everything about him. But the turnaround didn't stop there. I mean, he went from just in like three days to leaving, rebellious, to being in the altar filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. And then a few days later, he, go, he gets up and walks by his bedroom and he's not in there. He looks at his phone and it's about 3 a.m. in the morning and he calls it rings several times and finally Brian answers the phone and hello he said Brian are you okay you sound like you've been crying he said dad I've been at the church all night I couldn't sleep he said I've been praying God's dealing with me he said God's calling me to preach hmm Don't tell me that God can't turn it around suddenly. In less than a week, God completely changed that boy. From walking out, never going to come back to church, 
to being filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, called to preach. And that's been some years ago, over 10 years ago. Now he's married with four kids, an unbelievable preacher, doing a mighty work for God. Don't you give up on your children. Don't you give up on their future. It's just a comma. It's not a period. There are turnarounds in the making in this house. If you need God to turn something around, would you come stand at this altar? If you need God to start turning you around, just any, whatever the turnaround may entail, just whatever. Come on, I want you to come believe in it. Not just going through the motions. It's yet early. If you're looking for a better message, I'm sorry. Better preacher, I'm sorry today, I'm it. I've come to tell you what the enemy don't want you to hear. What he don't want you to believe. It's time now. The Lord says the clock has been ticking a long time and now is the time for you to step in to the season that has been divinely orchestrated by God. Mm. In the name of Jesus. It is so in the name of the Lord. Heal every hurt, every wound. In Jesus' name. Would you reach over, take somebody by the hand. Let's pray one with another. Brother Moore, when, when the Lord passed by that fig tree that was not producing, He cursed it. When He spoke the words and cursed it, it looked the same. But beneath the surface, it started dry, dying at the roots. That's the negative. But I'm going to turn that around into a positive. God is speaking into some lives today. And you can't see right now the results. It's beneath the surface. It's behind the scenes. But underneath the surface, in the roots, there's life. And God is touching that area of your life. If a tree be cut down, the only thing that remains is a stump or root. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud again. It will rejuvenate. It will transform. It will blossom. It will bloom. And there are lives in this house that have a pattern of struggle. You struggle daily with things. But if you will believe this today, the struggles in that particular area will become the past. And God will elevate you to a place of victory. When the Lord turned to captivity, they heard a long time, this is not home. One of these days, Zion will return. We're going back. It took a while, but it came to pass. Mm. Would you sing it? I feel victory in this house. It's Sunday morning. The soup may be on at home, but it can wait. Hallelujah. 
when the enemy shall come in like a flood God will lift a standard for miles and miles claim your turnaround here in the same it's your turnaround it's your miracle it's your breakthrough you're still trying to feel your inside it's a God there's a better life God doing it there's a better life if you've got pain, been going in one direction there can be a 180 degree turn and going the other if you feel lost don't give up on the turn around if you need freedom a savior yes. he's a prison check and savior if you've got change he's a chain he's a chain service is the platform we've all searched for the light of day the launching pad of night we've all found ourselves worn and it's out just about lift off time for somebody in the holy ghost you've been grounded to the trivial things of this life long enough grounded by them hindered by them it's time to rise to a new level. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you're struggling, don't give up. There's victory. He's in prison, shaking, Savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you got pain, if you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, my Lord, He's a way maker. When I need freedom, a savior, He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, He's a chain breaker. God told Israel, "You have passed this way before. This very mountain, you've been here before, but it's now to take a new time to take a new direction." There will always be struggles and mountains and problems. But it shouldn't be the same one. There comes a time when God wants to eliminate it. And you move on to the next challenge in life. Somebody's about to say goodbye to a familiar mountain. You're moving away from that place that has held you hostage for too long. It's happening. I wish somebody throw their hands in the air and say, It's me, Lord. I'm claiming it. I've been traveling this way long enough. I've been walking in circles long enough. That's what he was telling Israel. You're just walking in circles. You've been this way before. But it's time to break free from the vicious cycles of life. And it's time to break out of the circle and move in a positive, more Holy Ghost productive direction. Sing it. If you can feel it, somebody testify. Oh, you believe it. If you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, you can feel it, somebody testify. 
If you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, you receive it, you can feel it. Somebody testify. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, my Lord's a way maker. If you need freedom, a savior. He's a prison checking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from that same old fight. We've all run the things we know that just ain't right. There's a better life. There's a better life. Turn it in right. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel my Lord's away, when I need freedom, save him. He's a prison checking savior. If you got pain, he's that chain breaker. The violent takes it by force. Become aggressive. Determined. I'm not leaving without my turnaround. I'm not leaving without my breakthrough. I'm not leaving without my miracle moment. He's a chain breaker. He's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's away. A savior, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it. You can't feel it. Somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, you can't feel it. Somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify. You got pain. He's a pain taker. You feel lost. He's a way maker. If you need freedom, I save him. He's a prison shaking savior. You got chains. He's a chain breaker. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice. Tell the same old lie. You're still trying to feel that same old hole inside. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, 
Ghost, my Lord, he's a way maker. When you need freedom, a saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got changed, he's a chain breaker. If you believe him, if you receive him, you can feel them. Somebody testify. If you believe, you believe that. Oh, just receive it. Cause you can feel it. Somebody's come to testify. If you believe it. Oh, receive it. Oh, you can feel it. Somebody. I hear those chains falling.
is for God to turn us around. Is that all right? Anybody beside the evangelist need God to make some adjustments, some improvements, turn some things around? I'm talking about in our relationship to Him, more dedicated, more consecrated. He said in the Old Testament, it's the Word of the Lord. He said, I will put my hand upon you and I will turn you. Lift your voice right now and ask God to stretch forth His hand upon you and turn you in the right direction to make us what we ought to be. Not what we think we should be, but what we ought to be. Lord, the turnaround that I'm going after today, it starts with me. I want to be transformed, transfigured into your likeness. Uh, that I will be the man of God in full statue. That I'll walk in the, I'll be all that I need to be. Let the turnaround start with me. And then others will be affected. I will put my hand upon you, he said, and turn you. I feel a turning. I feel a turning. I'm tired of the same struggles. Tired of walking in circles. Walking around the same mountains. Dealing with the same situation. Woo. A new direction. A new path. you believe him did you come to receive him because i know you feel it oh come on and go ahead and testify if you believe him oh receive it oh because we feel it come on and testify if you believe it oh if you believe the man of god hallelujah if you believe the message that's been brought forth to us here this morning oh hallelujah go ahead receive it go ahead and receive your turnaround go ahead and receive your turnaround this morning yeah oh i feel it lord i feel you turning me around lord i feel you turning that situation around yeah and I'm going to go ahead and testify. Oh, hallelujah. You believe it. You receive it. Because you can feel it. Somebody testify. Can I hear somebody testify? Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. I hear those chains falling. I hear those chains falling. I hear those chains. Oh, they're falling. They're falling. I hear those chains falling. I hear those chains falling. I hear those chains falling. They're falling. They're falling. I hear those chains falling. Hear those chains falling. I hear those chains falling. They're falling, they're falling. I hear those chains falling. 
If you believe it, you receive it. You can feel it. Somebody testify. If you believe it, oh, receive it. Oh, I feel it. Oh, testify. Anybody feel a turnaround in the house this morning? We're in the presence of the one that can definitely turn our situations around. And you know what? It don't take him long to do it. When he gets ready to do it, amen. From one, one day, one day, one day. Out of the dungeons all the way to the throne room. Amen. He can provide all the provision it needed, amen, to get us into that place. What an awesome God we serve here this morning. What a presence of the Lord, the Word of God that's been in this house. What an opportunity has been for each and every one of us as earthen vessels. Amen. To feel His touch and to feel His presence and to move upon our hearts and our lives here again today. Amen. You know why? He wants us to make it. He wants us to be saved. He wants to slip that nail-scarred hand into our hands. And He wants to turn us around. Amen. And lift us up and get us in the right direction. Whatever that might be, it's each and every one of us humbles and yields ourselves to His touch and His will and purpose. I'm excited about living for Jesus. How about you? Amen. Excited about the times we're living. Born for such a time as this. Amen. The stage is set for revival, folks. Let's be a part of it. Love you today. Appreciate you. It's good to see all of you back here tonight. Amen. 4.30 choir practice. 5.30 prayer time. 6 o'clock service time. Going to have a good evangelist back with us tonight. Don't forget tomorrow night. 6.30 prayer time. 7 o'clock service time. God bless you. Love it. Appreciate you this morning. Good to see everybody. God bless you.